0: mm
1: friends. Hello friends. I am Shen. And I'm lei And welcome back to the Wild Day Net podcast. Yes. Happy National Breastfeeding Week. Whoa. <laughs> that was perfect timing.
2: What was that? Oh, sorry. That was so random. I don't know what that was. I thought that was someone coming into the call, but nope. That's <laughs> just me getting excited. My theme music. My excitement <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy i'm proud i am i'm really impressed with myself for lasting as long as i did you know it was a challenge at times for sure especially in the beginning like cluster feeding is not a joke and i feel like cluster feeding on any level like if you're clu- if, when your kid's cluster feeding and they're like demanding formula every 45 minutes and cluster feeding with nursing every 45 minutes it's an exhausting labor mm-hmm. so i'm so empathetic to just moms in general um, but from my own experience, yeah, I, there were definitely moments where I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I, I, I honestly don't think I can continue to do this. And I did it for 15 months. So.
1: Wow. 15 months.
2: That's amazing. I know. I was really impressed. And like, she was like kind of ready to keep going, but like, it was just a coincidence. Like it, like, I guess it fell into my lap weaning her where it was two days consecutive where she had gone to bed without nursing. And I was like, mm, we're over this. And I also just felt like my breasts weren't filling up as much anymore. They were just like really looking very like you know elf <laughs> so oh, choosy. <laughs> so I was like, mm, girl, like no, and you don't really need this anymore. Like she's like eating like full meals, she's getting her nutrients in like a multiplicity of places. So I'm like, girl, you don't need to do this anymore. No we done here. And she like fussed for a couple of days and then she was over it. They're adaptable. They pretty, they are, and especially food. Like she's like, I could have this breast
1: milk or. I could have this lobster tail. <laughs> <laughs> Always choose a lobster tail. Oh. Things got so much easier when they tasted like real solid food. Oh right. my gosh. Winter didn't even want to drink anything from her bottle after she tasted a solid. Yeah. And I- it wasn't even anything good. It was like mashed yam. She was like, hold up. This like, whole time.
2: That's all they need. <laughs> I'm impressed that you got Winter on a bottle. I don't know why I feel like that's such a hard I don't know if it's because Yara nursed, but Yara was just not with the bottle. Like, never. She never, ever... Like, she would take it, like, in the very beginning. Like, you know, um, she'd alternate between, like, obviously if I wasn't home or wasn't accessible. But she just didn't. So I never fed her formula.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. She just didn't like it. So I was worried at 15 months. I'm like, I feel like I should be giving her milk, but she just gets cereal
1: and yogurt. I mean, the only reason why it worked for me was because I had to uh feed her formula with my breast milk because i wasn't producing mm-hmm. basically right away so they she got formula like maybe three days yeah after i gave birth which was like, this is
2: delicious
1: <laughs> but so devastating for me i was so depressed about it i was like i wanted to breastfeed but eventually you know yeah. i needed my health <laughs> And it just wasn't working and I was like pressuring myself and I was, was not even well at the time either. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I just have to do what I could do. Yeah. That means express milk and formula. It's going to have to work that way. And eventually I was like, you know what? This was the best decision because I needed, I needed the time. I needed the space to heal. And because I could express my milk and give her formula I had the chance to let Joe feed her or my mom to feed her and take her and I had that space and I don't regret it now but at the time I was devastated. I can't even lie. I'm sure you were. I feel like
2: you know there's so much shaming around like formula feeding a baby and it's like it's to be honest with you I just I understand that like you know I'm new to the mom game. I'm only like you know damn near what 19 months in but I just feel like how can you shame moms for anything? Like, this job is so goddamn hard. Like, where does anybody get off telling anybody that this is the better way, you should be doing it like this? Like, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, how is, like, it's not poison. Like, mm-hmm. how is, like, not, is not feeding my baby better? Is making, like, is giving her what little breast milk I'm, like, is that better, truly? Like, it just seems, like, even when I see, like, you know, statements and and, and quotes, like, about the best babies are, Fed babies, not breast milk, not formula, but fed babies. I'm like, this is like I love it because of course it's reinforcing something I believe in, but
1: it's like common sense. Like mm-hmm. who's fighting against that? <laughs> Who? Who are oh my gosh. You get advice from so many different people and you think mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to be the best that I can be. And when that narrative, narrative is getting pushed down your throat, like breast yeah. is best, it's the healthiest, it's the cleanest. And you, you want to be the best mom you can be. Of course. And you feel so much shame and regret. But, you know, doing your best is the best that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever that looks like to you so i just do what you gotta do moms yeah you're doing exactly. your best and that makes you the best mom honestly
2: i feel that's exactly right i can't i could not possibly agree with with, with that more because they're <laughs> so ridiculous and they like they pretty much happen from the minute that you announce that you're pregnant like they're shaming with like people who didn't have vaginal births so There's shaming with people who took like you know like, Epidurals. There's like, you shaming. They're just too, it's too much. It's too much. I ain't got the time. I ain't got the time. Leave me alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. I'm a journey. <laughs> Beat it. Anyway, speaking of mom shaming, we don't do that here. What we do instead is we nominate fantastic moms.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it's about mom time. So I'm going to nominate Moon and Cheese. <laughs> so I think her name's Brie. But uh, because her name says Brie Light, or like, <laughs> I, like I get it, <laughs> like the cheese. Um, and I love this woman. So I recently stumbled upon her Instagram because, again, it's National Breastfeeding Week. So although I'm no longer breastfeeding, I just like always, you know, just just keen to learn more about breastfeeding because I do hope to have another child, and I like to support breastfeeding moms in any way that I can because, yes, you know, like. There are lots of supports there, but sometimes again, there's 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 a struggle even within the breastfeeding community. There's shaming. There's like, oh, cover or not cover. No wean or do- like, and it's just <laughs> there's, there's, there's the, the shaming. There's no limits to mom to mom shaming. So <laughs> I yeah, so I I stumbled upon this like woman's like just absolutely beautiful like array of images. Like I mean just unreal like I look like the first few images I'm like okay so she's an artist okay yeah <laughs> okay so that's that's what that's what's happening that's what she's giving me that's what I'm getting here as I scroll through and it's like from black and white photos to you know color prints to prints of herself prints of her body prints of her kids of her husband it's just like artistry like on another another level like and like this it's I'm impressed because I'm not artistically inclined in the least so this shit always amazes me. It just always, always does. Um, but outside of that, I love the fact that she's very, of course, like, you know, pro body, you know, and, 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 and pro womanhood. And she is a proud breastfeeding mama. And she talks very openly about her journey. Mm-hmm. She also is very pro black. So she you know, talks about anti black racism. I believe she's American. Yeah. So anti black racism in America, navigating that. She Shares her journey about to grow up and why it's important for Black moms, you know, to, you know, to be humanized and to be recognized as moms and and and, and not to be recognized as moms, but to be validated as as as, as representatives of motherhood. And she also talks about the uh, nuance of of being in a, an interracial marriage. Um, so yeah, I just think she's so so cool. And I shouted her out on the page, I think a couple days ago or yesterday, I'm not sure. And then she started following us and I was like, yeah, like so geeked, <laughs> so geeked. Like I did not think that was going to happen. Um, so now I'm just going to spam her even more like, I love you because we're best friends now. Um, but yeah, Moon and Cheese, Brie, I think you're freaking amazing. I love like everything on your page, your children, you, your body. How do you get your breasts to stay up like this girl? Look at them, still perky. Wow. Look
1: at them. wow look at that (laughs) they just keep on winning i love it i did go through her page and i was like this is art it's so beautiful right i was obsessed yeah (sighs) so beautiful we will you guys will see when we tag her for the ball mom of the week but it's just a beautiful page wonderful content absolutely you must must follow for sure um i'm gonna nominate today um alex l i don't know if you follow her lay I love her. She, a is a, she is a mom of three. She's an author, beautiful writer. She has journals, books. She really focuses on self care, mental health, affirmations. Um, I always go to her work. She has beautiful affirmations that really uplift you. And when you, <laughs> especially when I'm having such a hectic, busy week and you I need. kind of forget about myself. I I love going to her quotes and her affirmations and just reading through it and, and reciting it or writing it down. Um, She just has beautiful work. I really love it. So I wanted to shout her out. And she's a mom of three.
2: She looks beautiful and phenomenal. And she also has a podcast called the Hey Girl Podcast. Yes,
1: she does. I do listen to that. (laughs) It
2: It is. It's a really good podcast. Oh my gosh. I need to start listening. Yes. I'm always looking for podcasts to add to my roster.
1: And you know manifestation listen I was going to say that next I'm like you know I might just slide into her DMs we the slide a slide girl <laughs> Listen
2: I'm still geeked over Cat and Not like even like I'm not even joking every now and again, every time they DM us or say anything, right like, What Oh my gosh Cat not giving me advice stop it Oh this is crazy like it's just wild so um and even randomly today like I was just like just going through our uh, former episodes, like I was, I was looking at their, our artwork, and I randomly stumbled upon the episode of where we nominated Jesse, as mm-hmm. a, just by like going back and forth about how awesome she was, and I'm like, that was just such a, it's such a weird thing to listen to, right? Like you know, at that time we were like you know just huge fans and like so inspired by her, and like now we're best friends, so. <laughs> It's weird. Like now I'm just like the godmother of her children. And I think. Complete
1: best friends. Like we're going to have lunch tomorrow. <laughs>
2: exactly. And I just think about like, wow, how things have changed. What a difference a couple months can have on your life. You know. No big deal. <laughs> we're crazy. We're manifesting that too. Oh, uh, yes. Ben and then I realized that when we look at our former episodes, one of the episodes that seemingly has like a lot of, um, what's it called? Engagement and interest uh is the baby love and marriage episode i don't know if it's because we were shitting on our husbands maybe <laughs> maybe
1: <laughs> that's relatable that's relatable content <laughs> so i see you guys like when we talk that shit <laughs> <laughs> these guys are trash <laughs> hate it I hate it here They's hiding in our <laughs> closet right now she's hiding in her closet I am hiding from her family.
2: This is exactly right. I'm hiding. And it's still there was no escape. Because like moments ago, I was like, hi mommy. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm legitimately in my walk-in closet. Like, how are you? Like, get out of here. Get out. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm recording here because I I hope the sounds better. Okay, that's this is a random aside, but this is just my own personal thing. So, okay, I'm not even gonna bother saying I'm not even gonna- Go, 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 go. So, okay, for those of you who have recently joined, um, thank you. And I don't know where you are in your Wilder Nap journey. If you decide that you're going to listen to the most recent episode or if you're going to go back and listen to the former ones, I feel like a lot of people are at least listening to the so they kind of, like, get a feel for who we are. But those, <laughs> like, season one, let's just say season one and season two, wow, what a time. Wow. Like, okay, well, this is technically season two, too. So, I guess season one and, like, the first little bit of season two. Such incredible sound. Like, the sound quality was amazing. Like, when I say that Chanel was... All Chanel was looking for was me. Because she had had the perfect mics, the perfect sound system, the perfect arrangement. It was like, where is my partner?
1: (laughs) That's all. It was all all on the table. I was just sitting there by myself (laughs) with the computer (laughs) on.
2: (laughs) So, like... I just listened to those episodes and I think, wow, we sound so amazing. Shen described it as sounding delicious. And I'm like, what a perfect word. Like, we sounded just so delicious, so sexy. Our voices were so clear. It was so crisp. And we we don't have that. We just, <laughs> it's hard I've, to replicate that
1: remotely. Yeah. I'm sad over it. You it really it. burns our soul. And I feel like we need to reunite again. We do.
2: <laughs> we have no reason now. We've spent so much time together since then, and we're, and every time we record, we'll like, <laughs> in our pajamas at our houses. Like why?
1: We hang out to drink, but we don't record in
2: prison. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's it. To to drink is shoot shit,
1: talk <laughs> about the talk matter. shit about our husbands. Yep. So now we're bringing that to you live today. Live and in living color. This so is a very impromptu chit
0: chat.
2: No, no, no. It's good. We're talking, so with baby love and marriage, it was like, okay, when you have a newborn, when you have like, when you, with a new baby, like how you like manage,
1: like how do you find time? Life has changed so quickly Yeah. in the last couple of months and it kind mm-hmm. of flipped everyone's lives upside down. And we were talking about a lot of people getting divorced or separating and people just like, foregoing their relationships (laughs) and I was like you know what this really made me like reflect on for better or worse and I Mm -hmm. think that I'm like a lot of people are going through their for worse and it's really testing their marriage and I'm like I think if you put that in perspective as a married person you'd really attack your issues in a different way Mm -hmm. I think that if I knew together like this is our for worse it's like an assignment and we're partners, and if mm. this is the hardest part, how are we going to kill this shit? Yeah. <laughs> how are we going to get an A plus?
2: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. That is so good. Hmm. <laughs> Especially as a teacher, I'm like, how have I never, like, metaphored my relationship that way? That's so sp- <laughs> I love that. Like, how am I going to kick ass and get an A? Like, come on. We always want to win. I'm trying to get the top grades. Graduate. Cum laude. <laughs> like marriage no i i love that i love that perspective i think you're so right um i don't know it's so weird i feel like people are getting like are breaking up and divorcing for a multitude of reasons but i feel like one of the things that a lot of people are, are that's coming to the forefront are is people are realizing that um marriages and even relationships that were like very superficially based like can't stand the test of time because it's like you know, during this time like, you know, let's say you're in a relationship with someone and like, you know, you're normally very well capped, they're normally very well capped, like it consists of like, you know, going out to fancy dinners and like going on fancy trips and all these expensive vacations and like doing things that are really fun and really exciting. Yeah, but like if that's like really the the only thing that you guys really do, if that's how you demonstrate your love for one another, if that's the like your relationship for the most part, then I feel like how did it possibly how could it possibly survive? when all of those, when all of those, like, activities are stunted, you can't go and get your hair done, you're not looking your best, you can't fly anywhere, you can't eat out, you can't, like, you can't do any of those things, so now you're sitting down, and you're like, the layers are peeled off, and it's like, do I even really like you,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right, and it's, it's interesting, and I, and I don't, know. I don't know, I don't know if that's true, I don't know, like, but I think that Leon and I just felt that way, because, you know, it's, it, it's it, it reminds me of, like, when you're on vacation, like, it's just like you're on vacation life and like this is the we have the best relationship and it's like not that you may not like you may very well have an amazing relationship but it's like it's also the circumstance that like you feel like everything is perfect but what happens when it's not so um obviously that's not an issue for my husband and I because girls he'd be seeing me at my worst (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like from very early on too I felt like what happened what was it I think there was one day where I was taking my like my weave out and I had Leon help me cut it out. my mom was so embarrassed for me like really we were dating at the time and she was like why did you invite this man over to the house to help you take out your hair like you could have waited for me and I'm like no because he said that he was coming and I'm just like okay well I'm just gonna use him he's got hands and she was just like so freaked out by it like what the heck but but I mean The the caveat there is that, like, my mom and my dad are no longer together, still best friends, but no longer together. And my mother has never, ever, in the like 19 years that they were married, my mother never farted in front of my dad.
1: Impossible.
2: Ever. My dad said it. He swore by, he's like, she has never farted in front of me, ever. So, like, my mom, when I say like, my mom was like just trying to be this like super pristine, like, I don't know, hourglass porcelain figure, like, I something that I can't even imagine trying to emulate
1: oh lord
2: right and it's obviously not sustainable because I mean their marriage went to shit but the yes yeah so anyway my mom was so freaked out by the fact that I was like that open and transparent and just like you know I'd
1: reveal that side of myself to Leon but I just feel like it's so important to do that like girl John has been like John knows when I get braids and he made this comment to my mom the other day (laughs) because I was like oh oh me getting my hair done took Little to no time this time, it was so amazing. And he goes to my mom, Man, ugh, but taking it out is gonna take us a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't us friends, my mom's like, What? She, he's like, Yeah, when she puts it in, I prepare myself to know I'm gonna have to take it out in six weeks. <laughs> a real one,
2: and that is when you know, ladies and gentlemen, that you've married the right man.
1: <laughs> when- <laughs> this guy's mentally preparing himself, he to knows. <laughs>
2: That's it. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to t- cut, take out braids, cut tracks. These are things that you're gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. Signing up to be in a relationship My, mm-hmm. with me, it's a non-negotiable. So it's what it is. Um, but yeah. So like, how? I guess thinking about your own marriage in COVID, like, how would you say? Like, I mean, it was a really new experience because it was COVID, and you guys were also moving, and you were also like, just in such a, a like a, a just an odd space and time like just personally maritally familiarly, it's just like a lot
1: yeah I yeah. this is these are the things that let you know that you married the right person that's all I'm gonna say because <laughs> yeah. I I honestly don't even know where to begin COVID happened obviously we did not time this <laughs> where yeah. we ended up selling our home buying a home that we could not move into because it needed to be gutted and the renovations basically took the whole period like we just moved in there at stage three um so we had to live with family we had to go through renovations with which is difficult in itself when you have to pick yes. every little thing in a home down to the baseboards oh man yeah. a shade of white to a doorknob, to a light bulb, it really challenges your ability to compromise. Yeah. And your ability to communicate and your ability to pick your battles. (laughs) All of it, all (laughs) the above. So it it was rough, but I think we handled it quite well under the circumstances because we are also experiencing the trauma of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like not only are are we home all the time. Joe still had to work from home. Yeah, we were living with family. We were all in one room. Winter was home from daycare. I was yeah. home from work. And then the stress of the un- unknown, like what is life going to be like? Mm. Where can we go? Um, just like a plethora of things that were really frustrating and you know anxiety inducing so that really tested our relationship it put a strain on our patients like there are times where we argued a lot yeah of course. and and i guess it didn't last that long because at the same time like we were able to you know remove ourselves from the argument and see like I understand where you're coming from because this is a stressful time and I could see why you'd react that way mm-hmm. and that allowed us to kind of break down our feelings it had almost made us work together a lot better because we are able to not only unpack how we're feeling yeah. but unpack like what we need to talk about in order yes. to be productive so I don't know in in a sense like COVID made us a lot stronger <laughs> oh I agree Mm-hmm. No, no that's like I don't like
2: you don't even have to say that as like a like I don't I that like yeah I I just feel like it was COVID really was a make-or-break thing for I feel yeah. like vulnerable and I think yeah for like their 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 marital relationships their romantic relationships their situationships whatever they were <laughs> I feel like COVID made made or broke those those relationships and you know um I had a something I had a similar experience. Not similar in the essence that like, you know, obviously took a toll on my marriage. But mine was because um Leon lost his job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wasn't working. That was hard on the us. I mean, yes, there were a lot of like different like supports coming through, like, you know, from the government and all that great stuff, which is fantastic because I mean the COVID really definitely a blessing. Shout out to Curb. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it's still it's hard, right? Like I think. You know, and I think I've said this on this podcast before, but like Leon, much like a lot of men, define themselves based on their ability to provide. And it's not just like me going out there and doing work. It's like, that is his sense of like, he, he truly feels fulfilled by what he does. It's not what he wants to do for the rest of his life, but he's really good at it. He's been a scaffolder journeyman for the last like nine years of his life. Went to Edmonton and Alberta. And I just said Alberta, I know, Edmonton and Alberta. Went to <laughs> Calgary. And Red Deer and Saskatchewan and, like, he's gone everywhere and, like, done this. So he's so, so confident and competent that, like, not being able to do that was hard, right? And then the the, the flip side of that is I'm working. So I'm still doing, like, the social distance learning thing, teaching from home. And, you know, then I needed to rely on him a little bit more to be there for Yara and to support her in that way. Um and it was I think I just think he wasn't expecting it. He was not expecting it, and I think it was really hard on him and one of the things that he said to me, uh like you know kind of once we got our groove was like thank you, like thank you for not making me feel um like less than, and I think the whole con- the, the whole concept of like you know emasculating a man like i it's problematic in in some ways, but I do think there's something to be said for like you know not making him feel like him not being able to provide or him not being out, able to go out there and work is like somehow uh like he's defective in some way or like that's, you know, a hit to his manhood. Like I just, I never took that approach. I still, you know, treated him as a partner because that's what it is. Yeah. And, and I recognize that. I'm like, uh, if we're partners in this, then that means that like sometimes you're up and I'm, you know, and and sometimes you're not. And when you're not, then I can cover. And when I'm not, then you can cover. And that's how we do it. Right. work. It's not like, you're the husband. And as a husband, you have these duties. And when these duties are not being fulfilled, then I get to go look elsewhere or I get to discredit you in some way. Like that's not what, that's not how that works. Um, so yeah, it was really great. And I feel like really instrumental in, in teaching us, you know, patience and teaching me grace. Um, and yeah, and just allowing us to just, you know, build a sense of understanding for one another. And I'm just proud of the way that we've come out of it because, it was hard. There was definitely moments for sure where I was like, oh my God, the mortgage, this, that. But, you know, like, I mean, first of all, thanks be to God. Because praying. Mm-hmm. if we were not a praying couple, I don't know where the heck would we be. Like, that is just the first thing. Like, Leon and I, like, prayed our hearts out. Um, but we also, like, not only trusted God, but we trusted each other. Like, we are mm-hmm. together. We can do this together. So let's just, I guess, like, subconsciously, we were, like, honoring your mantra. <laughs> which is like let's just win like yeah. that's your only options to win
1: or lose so let's just try to win so yeah I love that yeah I love that I feel like people don't talk about like their struggles enough mm-hmm. and if that was more if that narrative was around more people would realize that a lot of the times things won't go right yes if you're being realistic with life itself, most of the time shit gets silly. <laughs> not silly. <laughs> Just it's ridiculous. Not... Yeah. It, it gets ridiculous. Um, but you it's work. And I know I see these memes a lot saying that like saying that um marriage or relationships or love shouldn't be hard. And I don't <laughs> think it's I don't think it's <laughs> hard but life is hard yeah and that's what tests your relationship and like anyone that thinks anything is perfect like you're delusion like you're delusional i i, I don't sure. even know how else to explain it. it it's not real what's not real is thinking things are perfect there's yes. no there's no such thing just think about yourself are you perfect yeah. no you're not exactly. perfect yeah yeah And every decision or move you make will be a trickle effect of your imperfection. Mm. You can't, you can't project that on somebody that you love. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't. And I just, and I think it comes
2: back to like, you know, what I said, like two episodes with the dating episode, which is like, run your own race. Like, I feel like Leon and I had to start doing that. We're like, you know what? Some couples are still, you know, ordering fancy dinners and doing romantic things and like buying all these great things for each other and ordering these things. And like, they're celebrating each other, like, you know, while still, of course, maintaining and adhering to the restrictions, but they're still like spending. And it's just like, we can't do that. Like we just we just can't do that. Like we're gonna learn to make a ton of things. Like you know what I mean. We're gonna stretch this bottle of wine. Like you know we are going to like make our own massage oil, which we did. Like you know, what I mean? listen, coconut oil and a little bit of um, what's it called? Essential oils. Like we we had to be resourceful because we still wanted to you know like support and and love on one another, but it had to be like on a budget because we were on a strict ass budget. We, like. <laughs> we have real bills to pay. Like there was nothing, there, there was, there's no other way to put it other than that. And I think, I think that people need to be a little bit more transparent about, you know, kind of the, the shit that they go through, particularly where marriage is concerned. Because I think that that's the hardest part. It's like when you start to experience these challenges as a married, like as an, especially as a newlywed, you're like, oh no, like did we make a mistake? Maybe we shouldn't have done this. It's like, not nah, this is normal. Like, <laughs> completely. Of course, the detrimental things, abuse and stuff like that, but, challenges
1: that's normal they will come sure at some point someone will you know go through something and you have to be that partner where excuse me you have to be that partner where you can pick up the reins and, mm-hmm. or hold it down or support that person or carry the family it's not it's not one person's job to let this relationship oh. work and it's not always going to be 50/50 either like sometimes exactly. it's 60/40 Sometimes it's 90-10. <laughs> sometimes it's straight-ass. <laughs> you oh, never know. The- People go there, right? But it's, that's when it gets hard. Because sometimes it's, it's like your your partner really needs that support. Like things yeah. will, shit will happen. What happens when somebody loses a job exactly. or if someone is in crisis? Like sick. these are realistic things where you mm-hmm. have to say that this is my partner and I am here for you in all ways, always. You know yeah. what I mean? hmm so a oh, word <laughs> channel just dropping gems here
2: here for you in always always. <laughs> Our next shirt, friends, stay tuned. um <laughs> I was as we were talking about like you know, just all these things it just it prompted me to look for an article that I remember coming across, and it was like about what is it again? It's like can your relationship survive the, t- the c- t- uh, can your relationship su- survive the togetherness of a pandemic? Here are 11 things couples therapists recommend. And there's like a, like a mm. lot of things. I don't know which one speaks to you the most, Shen, but I think for me, the one that really stands out is to respect the now invisible boundaries. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important because we recognize that like, of course, like when you go to work, like that's your time. Like I remember <laughs> to go back to the uh, daddy takeover, Joe would, like, yeah, like Chanel would go and like, that's my time. Like she's gone. And it's like, now it's my time. And he said, Leon said the same thing. Leon's like, I'm fortunate. Cause I'm I, like, you know, I still kind of, I've got, by that time, Leon had started working again and he's like, and I get to leave and Joe, damn, like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Tell me what it's what's it like when you get to go out there? How's it feel? (laughs) Because like those are the you know, those are boundaries that are that are set, the parameters that are set because of the circumstance. You're going to work. Definitely. You're in the same space all day, every day. Those boundaries don't exist and you have to set them, right? So there were definitely moments like for me where I would you know, Leon would get up, we'd be just chilling, talking or whatever. And then he'd get up and go downstairs to his little man cave. Um and I wanna ask him something or wanna do something or like have a concern about something and think to myself that like, I probably shouldn't go now. Like in truth, Leon would have 10 hours to himself every day. And it's just like, and now I'm like trying to be in his face all the time. No, I can't do that. So I'm gonna really have to understand that although he's still like, you know, within, he's still accessible to me. Like I could still technically call him or text him or go right downstairs and snuggle up next to him. I'm gonna give him his space. Um, because he may need it for, you know, a multitude of reasons. And he, he generally did. Sometimes it was like to reflect on like, you know, what's happening. Sometimes it's to, like to strategize about what to do next. Sometimes it's just, like to smoke a blunt. Sometimes it's just to hang out. Like sometimes he's just like. Just needs to decompress. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just to decompress or get away from my ass. Either or. <laughs> All thing. Um, and the same for me. Like sometimes I would go into the washroom, which I think a lot of moms do. Oh, Yes. And take this extra long, like, you know, toilet break. And, like, you know, after the first couple of times, they was like, oh, what are you doing in there? Are you still are you done? Whatever. And then he started to get the hang. Like, he's like, oh, I get this. Like, she's in the washroom now. Like, the light's not on. <laughs> she's just in there. Okay. So, yeah, we definitely uh, had to learn to respect those invisible boundaries. And I think it fared really well for us.
1: Um, I think the one that resonates with me is be more curious than furious Mm. um I used to have that problem where before I really understood John I would get so annoyed with the things that he did (laughs) (laughs) and instead of like asking like are you okay or like trying to unpack why he's acting that way I would say like why are you doing that like that's annoying or why did you say that? Or are you going to do that? And now I've learned, and this was over time, I have really understood who he was as a person. And that mm-hmm. takes time of him being open and me being open and us sharing our experiences and history. Now I know how he reacts. And friends, he mm-hmm. did renovations. So, you know, my husband <laughs> is getting real furious. Yeah, more furious than <laughs> and instead of you know adding to the fury i really decided to um be more curious with his feelings how does this make you feel and how can i support you Mm -hmm. um i know that this part is what you're good at so let me take this part instead of me feeding your rage (laughs) yeah yeah seriously (laughs) I will take this part over because I can handle it better Mm -hmm. just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't handle renovations I'm just as meticulous and tedious Mm -hmm. as you and we can share the responsibilities yeah and that really helps share the burden because we can play on each other's strengths Mm -hmm. and I think that also helped a lot in the process yeah instead of letting his anger and frustration and stress and fear snowball and making him react in certain ways. Uh, I took the more supportive approach, which I also learned from you, Leigh. You told me oh that. God. That day that on the hill. So the day the girls almost rolled down that hill. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when we were talking that shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, we birthed the park, and, and, and out of that moment, Nap was birthed. <laughs> But, like, we need to do this more often every week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but um, you awesome. definitely um, enlightened me on taking that kind of approach and taking mm-hmm. a step back and taking my time before I reacted and really thinking and taking myself out of the situation, even. And, yeah. and looking at him as someone that needs support. And uh, that really helped a lot. Yeah especially and I am also a person that's slow to react as well I really process things Mm -hmm. because I'm a very like low-key mellow person so (laughs) as you guys know
2: I can't help it if I don't scream it it's gonna like I have to
1: yes it's fine I've claimed it (laughs) you are um But yeah, I I think that made a huge difference in, in our arguments, really, because I picked my battles and instead of me being annoying and nitpicking and Mm -hmm. nagging or just getting upset for no, really when I thought about it, I was like, this is, I'm going to get upset for no reason. Like, why am I being mad at him being mad? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Like, what do you need from me? How about that? Let me ask that. What do you need from me? I don't like to see you like this. So why am I getting angry at you for being like this? Yeah. I want to help you. I'm just showing you in the wrong way. But guys, this is growth.
0: Okay.
2: It is. I'm like listening to I'm
1: like literally listening to her and I'm hanging up everywhere. Cause I'm like, that is so
2: passive. And I say, and I, again, we share these things. Like, you know, me respecting Leon's boundaries. even sometimes when he's sitting next to me and I can see that he doesn't really want to talk, recognizing that like, okay, maybe this is not the right time. Like, Shen, like, you know, like, just knowing, like, you know what, like, you're angry, and I see that you're acting this way, but, like, how are you feeling? Like, getting there, like, that's a journey, and Mm -hmm. journey, but, like, it's, like, we're not there. Like, it's, like, an ongoing, like, Mm -hmm. between, like, reacting and then acting the way that like we want to act you know what I mean or doing what we were supposed to do quote unquote
1: yeah
2: oh please don't listen to this and think like oh my god like wow like perfect
1: nah mm -mm. no friends we've been with our husbands for like 15 years yeah and let me tell you friends it was a mess it was a mess we were dancing through this relationship with messy boots Okay? okay Stomping, stomping. Like literally do
2: the ATL stomp with my messy, dirty boots. (laughs) All over. And still sometimes it's a mess. Like it's a mess. But I think what you know, when I listened to Shen share her piece, I thought to me, I thought to myself, like, wow, that sounds taxing. It sounds like, wow, you know, really just being curious, like not being like not rushing to be angry, like that sounds hard because I think you know, our immediate reactions, at least mine anyways, is just like react and to, to be angry. Like you're angry, I'm angry. Um, but I think what makes it easier to like conduct yourself that way is to know that that person is also doing the same for you, right? Mm-hmm. You're pissed off and you're irate and you want to go off the hinge or off the rails. That person's like, Okay, but how are you really feeling? Because this is what you're saying, but like what's really going on. So like that's kind of what makes it worth it. Like, you know, like again, like I shared the example of me having my own boundaries as well because that's how it works. It's like I'm doing this for you, but I also need you to do this for me. And that's the only way that really like this like selflessness works, because otherwise then you feel like you're giving and you're just not getting. And, mm-hmm. and I like to give, but I love to get. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so do. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like like that took like a kinky. I meant it both ways.
1: <laughs> I did at all a, the things. We want all at the a things physical at a
2: sexual level. I'm I a, want all of it. All of it. We meant it all. Um, but yeah, marriage is hard. It's it's still it's still a challenge. It's just like an ongoing challenge. But when you find somebody who truly like you, just feel like despite how much you annoy me like i know that i was like destined to do life with you i guess it makes it worth it
1: i guess (laughs) i guess i'm kidding guys it's fun (laughs) it is in retrospect when you think about all the times you're having a rough time like it's like days compared to the years that you spent with this person yeah. Like, oh my God, we were so mad at each other for five days. Okay, like it's been 15 years. It's been, it's been 15 years.
2: That's a good what i way to put it.
1: What is five, five days? Mm-hmm. You looking, actually, at me, looking at me sideways. Okay, fine, have fun. Think <laughs> your side eye and go. <laughs> that is actually really funny and
2: really I'd like a really unique way to look at it because it's so true. Like, you know, when you look at the, like, the ratio,
1: it doesn't, like it pales in comparison to the good moments it really does and it's like people don't look at it that way so they just want to quit they're just like wow you're you're annoying bye it's like okay but you can you could but okay go and just do it again and then uh, yeah, say yeah, bye maybe. and then do it again and say That's bye and then could. you realize like was it really that serious that he didn't say good morning to me in a in a peppy way like was yes. it that serious?
2: <laughs> no it's not it really isn't friend. Darius like need love too.
1: Darius <laughs> need love too. <laughs> All the Darius of the world. Darius, the Darius Club.
2: No, it's not. I, I guess in, in the long, in the grand scheme of things, it's just not. Right. And again, like you know, in your relationship, in your marriage, like you know, what's worth fighting for, what your, what your, like, I guess, hard nose are. And like that's for sure. But I just feel like there's going, like, it's just going to happen. And you're gonna have to really, like, just decide whether or not, like, you just, you you want to weather with this person or whether like, the shit with someone else, because there's gonna, shit's gonna happen regardless. Like...
1: You, you can't hide from the hardships. The you little, just challenges are
2: everywhere. No. They, they, like, you can't... If you live you in, in the, the real
1: world, world, it's coming for your ass. And then you
2: add kids to the mix, and it's like, whoo <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh. I thought things were complicated before. <laughs> lord add a little human and then another little human and it's just like yeah just crazy like the more humans you add the more complex and difficult it can become but you know just
1: if you if you have a perfect relationship just have a kid and add some spice to your life I, i know if you're listening to this and you're like my relationship's perfect i don't know
2: what the woman these ladies are talking about have a child i mean yeah You'll see some things. That's it. You definitely will. You will certainly see some things. It's a great way to shake things up. Right? For sure. And if you're drinking. Okay, that was not random, but (laughs) I have. I definitely have. Yara is, she's a whirlwind. By the end of the day, like after like reading books, running through the grass, kicking balls, playing in the pool, like just doing the most, all I want to do after I put that baby down is just like, okay, pop open the pinot. Pino Prosecco, something. Give me something to kick the edge off. <laughs> my glass is empty. Okay, <laughs> my glass is yes. empty. And but listen, it was full to the brim. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, these kids, man, like they make you do it. They make you wanna do it.
1: They do. No. But you know, this is this was hectic. Like you know what? This is. I love episodes like this because this was completely. Just sporadic, like this was unplanned. Definitely, we just called each other and we showed up and we just started talking. We're just here. We're just here sharing. You know, just, just, just that, just doing what we do.
2: Um, and we're so happy that you guys enjoy the madness. That you love what uh, you know we put out every week. It's, it's nice because, like I said, I think we started this really for ourselves, um, mm-hmm. therapeutic and cathartic for us. But knowing that. Women are getting something out of it is really rewarding. But if you're getting something out of it, prove it, leave a review, <laughs> head to Apple Podcasts, it's the only place where you can review us. So, I mean, so I've gotten a couple reviews which I love. More, um, thank you so much for those, friends, we appreciate it, but not you, and you know who you are. Rated us a three. <laughs> Graham.
1: I'm just kidding.
2: Stay. <laughs> it's fine. It's
1: fine. You feel all you feel.
2: You feel like you feel. Um, but please go to Apple Apple Podcasts and rate us. Uh, you can just rate and let that be that. Or you can rate and leave a review. Um, obviously, we want both. But we'll take one. <laughs> we'll take one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, please do that for us, friends. Because we love to know um, what you think. and course that like you know the more you rate it'll show up on people's like you know suggestions and then we'll grow our following grow this community of badass bomb moms yeah
1: that's right and also before you before we go (laughs) oh you know what i'm gonna say oh (laughs) we got a website we're moving on up (laughs) we are (laughs) We
2: catna's like secure everything while they nap your na- Whatever it is. Make it while they nap, make it while they nap. So while they nap. Dot ca. Yep.
1: While they nap. That's a thing, nap. friends. That's a thing. What can they find there, Shen? Tell us. You can find our latest episode. You can find our feed. You can find our merch. And we're stocked up too. So if you want it, just go yeah. I mean, shout out to the, the, the um. I think her name is, um,
2: I can't remember her first name, but she tagged us in the photo of her and her friend who are pregnant. This is the craziest thing. So cute. Yeah. So those two friends, the bomb mom shirts. So their first babies, they were pregnant at the exact same time with the exact same due date. Not planned. This what? happened now. They're pregnant. Again? And same time, same due date. Isn't that so bizarre? I'm coordinating it. They planned that. They have to. The women, that were like, they're like un- completely unplanned. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's so, it's so wild. But anyway, they took the, their photos in their bomb mom shirts, and they look so freaking cute. So I loved it. I just want to be on the street and just like walking into the mall and seeing, a, like, a mom just, like, you know, doing her thing, one child in one hand, stroller in the other hand, baby bag on the foot with the bomb mom shirt. <laughs> I want to see that. So please, please, please support Buy Bomb Mom Shirts. 10% of the proceeds are going to an organization that's locally based that supports um, Black women and children, uh, particularly Black women who are survivors of domestic violence. So. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff.
1: Definitely. Well, friends, it's been a slice. I had such a great time. As did I. In this episode. <laughs> These are always our best talks. They are. But, um, with that being said, guys, nap time is over. And we're going to see you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye, friends.